Look at the city. Okay. Look out there and imagine the perfect transportation system. Okay. There. What? You looked up. I you did. Know what, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, okay. Um, so say it. <laughs> uh, flying cars. Exactly. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> no. No. That's what everyone's waiting for. When am I gonna get my flying car, right? <laughs> yeah. Never! <laughs> Never. It's not gonna happen. It's, it's absurd. <laughs> it, the notion is completely ridiculous. New York City has changed a lot over the years. This city is constantly moving. And I, of course, mean that metaphorically. Because if you live here, then you know there's one thing that never moves. Yes, I'm talking about the traffic. If you live in Brooklyn and your friend moves to the Bronx, that's usually the end of that friendship. It would be understandable for most people not to understand how someone's 0.8 mile commute can take almost an hour. But that's just the way it is here, and probably always will be. However, today we talked to two men who dreamed of changing that. One dream that became a reality, and one dream that drowned in a lake underneath the city. This is our new city. The reports on the ever-changing, always-goings-on of New York City and beyond. I'm Max Cook. history refresher. Most people don't know about this because it was kept as quiet as possible, but about 10 years ago, the issue of transportation in New York almost reached a critical point. Aging infrastructures just weren't keeping up. The MTA was losing more and more money every year, and with every condo that went up, the population density for a given block would skyrocket. Something had to happen. Something had to change. And it felt like politicians and city planners were just holding their breath, hoping for an answer to drop out of the sky. And then one did. Not from a higher power, but from a little cab company with a soon-to-be worldwide business titan called Rides. That businessman, as we all know now, was Kyle Zeiss. Zeiss was the main pioneer in the driverless cab system we have now, and when the driverless Rides cabs exploded onto the New York City streets, it wasn't long before it became the standard in New York City cab services. Rides cabs now make up 78% of the cabs in the city, and when Mayor Bobby Tufts implemented the devoted Rides express lanes, the city found the solution they secretly but desperately needed. Traffic congestion was reduced by a staggering 38% and things went back to normal. So with 78% of all cabs in New York City now driverless, who's riding in the other 22%? Well, I want to introduce onto the show one of the show's producers, Caroline. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Max. Uh, so I've known Caroline for a, a quite a long time now. Um, we've worked together. Uh, you were in the D.C. office for a while. Yes, and I moved back to New York about uh, two months ago. Right. Mm -hmm. How are you enjoying yourself? I love it. I love yeah. it here. So but there's something, uh, a funny thing that we ran into the other night. I didn't know this about you, but apparently Caroline refuses to step foot in a driverless cab. Yeah, that's so right. That's, uh, it's, what's the deal with that? Why, why, so, you know, for the show, we all take driverless cabs all the time. Um, you were kind of always zipping around, but you, you always just t take the yellow cabs. Yeah, it's, it's never. Funny. Is it? It's never been called funny or even notable before I came here. So, what is it about driverless cabs exactly that makes you not want to ride in them? 
I don't know. They kind of freak me out. You've never taken one? No. Did they have them in D.C.? Yeah, they they did. They were kind of just catching on. We would see more and more. um, But for the most part, we would have people drive our cabs. Mm -hmm. And that's worked for quite some time. Yeah. Well, I have a surprise for Caroline today, although you did agree to do this. I did. Today, Caroline and I will be taking a trip uptown in Caroline's first ever driverless cab. And we're going to record it for the show. Doing it for the show. I am not excited about this, Max. I'll be honest with you, I'm very excited for this. I'm happy you're happy. Yeah. Yep. All right, you ready? All right. All right, let's go. All right, so here we are now outside. We're both mic'd up. Uh, say hello. Hello, hi everyone. I have I have downloaded the Rides app on Caroline's phone and registered her account because I know she'll be using it all the time from now on. It's not that likely. Um, all right, so let's open up the app and okay. request a ride here. Right here. Uh, yep, okay. With, okay. And already one of the rides in the express lane has registered your request. Oh, okay. It'll start searching about a block away uh, for a moment to kind of cut into the regular traffic lane. Mm-hmm. See, there it goes. Okay. Oh, yeah. And wow, there it is coming down the street. Oh, my gosh. See, it knows your position um, basically from your phone's GPS. And here it is pulling up. All right. Great. You ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Right, we're in the car. Um, so, how do I tell it where we want to go? Uh, so, actually, um, once it registers that all the doors are closed, once after I close my door here, it'll tell you itself. Hello, welcome to Rides. Please verbally state your destination or mm-hmm. enter the address into the Rides app on your device. Okay. <laughs> okay, I see. Um, we're going to up your butthole. I'm sorry, I can't find your butthole. Please verbally state your destination or enter the address into the Rides app on your device. Did, did you like that? Nice try. I'm a fun producer. Um, no, so, I'm fun. Yeah, so what I usually do here is uh, I usually just sync the, you can sync your phone um, via Bluetooth. So okay, just, so like. Just press this button right here. Okay. Hello, Caroline. Oh, God. Your phone is now paired. Mm, see, it knows your name and everything. Delightful. Um, and then I just enter the address right here. In the box. Yeah. Okay. Departing for 254 East 71st Street. Please enjoy your ride. All right, and uh, we're off. Whee! Ooh. Oh, God, okay. It's recommended that all passengers wear their seatbelts at all times while in the car. We're driving. Oop. And then now we're getting into the express lane okay. here. And there we go. Oh, oh, God. Okay. It just knows to accelerate. That's... Uh, yeah, we'll see. We're very, I mean, it's, I know it's a little disconcerting because we're... Because I'm facing a seat facing me and no one's in it. It should be a driver. But it's just facing me. It's like a dining car, possessed dining car. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a ghost car, yeah. That's Yeah, that's what I want to be in a ghost car. <laughs> um, I mean, and, you know, it's a little weird because just we're driving. I, we're pro- a lot of people get weirded out because we're driving so close to the car ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, how could you possibly get weirded out, you know? It's you know. just no one driving your car. 
but but well, you have to understand, like because of the sensors involved with it, the reason why it's driving so close is that the car, this car, is talking to the car ahead of us. Like they're, it's essentially the same. But is that car. a driverless car? Yeah, these are all driverless cars in this one lane. We're surrounded traffic. by them. So this this like, lane of traffic, traffic, it's an express lane uh, devoted just for driverless cars. Oh God. Because they can talk to each other. Oh God. They know when to stop at the same time. They know they're 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 essentially becoming one car. It's like imagine imagine you've got a piece of Play-Doh. And you got a line of Play-Doh. This car has just become the end of the line of Play-Doh, and it's just now one long snake. Oh God! There's someone in the it's road. It's recommended that all oh. passengers wear their seatbelts at all oh times while in the car. But how far does the chain of communication go? It's like, I mean, if okay? we stop, I'm fine. If we just stop, I just have very this question is, if we stop up here and where where are we at right about now we're like on the west side like what if this road how far down the islands does the express lane go because like what if some what if we stop up here would they stop all the way down there that's yeah. just but that's well, just, i mean there's a line it's basically a block long of of, of traffic so so you know fluid once physics how do you do traffic i don't there's still a green light we're still following the traffic the normal traffic laws you know it's just the the thing is that we're just one mind. We're one mind. Oh, that's driving. comforting. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, well, whatever. Anyway, um, I mean, there there's other cool. These? These? recommended that all passengers wear their Okay. All right. I know. I mean, I know. God. Yeah. I usually just I usually just put the seatbelt on. Yeah. It, well, it'll, it tells it'll, you to. I mean, it'll it is... just keep doing that. Sure. So okay. Uh, so I don't know. There's other things. You know, you can you can mute that if you can mute her if you really want to. Mm. I mean, it recognizes our voice. It can, it can understand when we're talking to it and when we're talking to each other. And yeah, it's a it's it's very smart. It uh, you know, it's is the temperature adequate? Oh God. It's a uh, very. Tell it it's fine. Tell yes. it it's fine. Yes. Thank you. Oh God. Um. So I don't know. Tell tell me how, what are you going through? What are you feeling right now? Um, bit of nausea. <laughs> The little signal underlying nausea happening. Um, it's oh, it's weird, Max. Come on, it's really weird. Why? I don't think it's weird. There's no one in the car. I'm staring straight ahead at this chair, which should be turned around and facing the road, and it's looking at me. And there's nobody in it, and we're still moving forward. That's weird. That's great. We can have like production meetings in here with like four people. Oh, good. <laughs> well, you have another meeting. Well, we're... <laughs> sorry, it was close. Uh-huh. Um, so it never gets weird just being completely alone in here. No, it's amazing. Really? I, honestly, like, I, you know, I don't know what this says about me, but. You know, when we when we when we drive in normal cabs, like with people, you know, the, the cab driver eventually like will start talking to us about the weather. And, you know, it's very nice. He's very nice about it. But I feel like it just becomes this burden to have this like chit chat. And like I really would just rather have my own time, have my own privacy, just get get some work done. So you don't like talking to people. It's not that I don't like talking to people. I just don't like talking to people I'm trapped in a car with about the weather. You just want him to be quiet, like there's no one in the car at all. So you're the so you're the problem when people always moan about we've lost <laughs> touch with each other as you know a society as a culture because you would rather be in silence with your robot than have just three minutes of mildly mundane chit chat, which has been the fabric of our society and our right, culture right. for years and right. years. You just don't you don't want that, so why bother? Right. Do you ever think about? When fast food places used to have 
the people working there before they became like uh, automated. Yeah, do you remember? It was it was kind gross. Of. It was mm -hmm. gross. The, they would spit in your food. You know, it was dirty. Uh, now it's it's much faster. It's like ten times faster. It's way cleaner. You know, they still have employees. You know, managing the machines and I like fixing. I haven't seen them. You seen them? They're back there. Yeah, you they're, tell yourself that. They're making sure they make your food right. Sure. A different route has become available that will save 1.2 minutes of driving time. Would you like me to take it? Yes. You see? I hate automated tellers. Really? Yeah. I know it's not like for the passe reasons. I hate it because here's why. I resent the idea that there was once something someone would get paid to do, and now they don't get paid to do it. So now I have to do it. And it's like I go there and I'm staring at the menu and if there was a person back there, I know how to deal with a person. I am a person. I can talk to the person. But now I'm just staring there like a dumb cow at this menu, like a big stupid meat sack and some <laughs> stupid chrome machine who knows something I don't and won't tell me because I don't know the right command key to input to get him to tell me like what's, I don't know, soup of the day. Yeah. I never get soup of the day, but like, do you know what I mean? I, I, I guess so. Do um, you? Uh, I mean, I guess so. I mean... Here's the thing, because you were you were talking, you were making fun of me a second ago, and you're saying that this is what's wrong with humanity. Is this like this? I would rather sit in silence with a robot than to have to talk to this person in the car. And I recognize that that is something that is probably a bad, a negative thing for humanity. But at the end of the day, the answer to your question is yes. I much rather would sit by myself in my own space and have awkward conversations with, with some guy I don't know. I don't like it, Max. I still don't like it. And I'm still feeling sick. I mean, all right, I'm, you know what? I'm being a good sport. I'm in the car. We have the pitch meeting. Oh, put Caroline in the car. It's going to be funny. She doesn't like being in the cars. And you know what? I'm here. I'm doing the bit. But honestly, if you were not with me right now, I would have a full-blown panic attack. It's still uncanny. It's still weird. And trusting my life with the machine is very, it's very scary to me. See, that's funny because to me, trusting a human with my life is actually much scarier. I mean, humans can make me say, I mean, they're, they're, with the sensors in this car, there, there's really, there's so little chance for anything to go wrong, and there's no his, there's very little history of any accidents involving this. Yeah, but I know about that little history, Max. <laughs> like, okay, my phone thinks when I write the word Kelly that I'm spelling the word jelly every time, every single damn time. What if this car just messes up and I end up in Newark instead of New York? I mean, whatever mistake this car can make, a human could make. I mean, that's just the fact. I don't like it. Caroline spent the rest of the car ride mostly quietly looking out the window. Ten minutes later, we got to our destination. We have arrived at 254 East 71st Street. Would you like me to conclude this ride? Yes, please. All right, you made it. I did it. You did Please it too. Exit the car on the right side. Thank you for riding with Rides Cabs, and have a great day. <sighs> Alrighty. So, tell me your thoughts. You converted? Can we take driverless cabs now? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'll admit. I think if I just got used to the weirdness of it, then maybe I could see the appeal. I mean, it really was much faster. The music thing was kind of cool. I don't, I don't know though. I, I still don't like it for some reason. See, I feel like the thing you're doing here is like, 
you you could like it you're like forcing yourself to not like it like you're this close to actually enjoying it but you're not at a, like some spiteful thing or something but yeah I, I guess you're right I mean honestly yeah you're right but I, I think it's actually the idea that I could get used to it that scares me so much like I don't think it's a good thing for us to get used to honestly that that's what it is I don't think this is something we should just get used to preferring. So yeah, no. No, I don't think we'll be taking driverless cabs in the future. Nope. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yep, well, that's okay. thank you for so much for being a good sport. This is fun, right? Yeah. Fun time in the field, <laughs> Caroline. So the address that we have arrived at actually has a part of the story. We all know the story of the dream of Kyle Zeiss to revolutionize the transportation system in New York. But a story you might not know is the dream that didn't come true. Uh, my name is Doug Brown, and I was the head creator on the Submergence Project. Doug Brown had his own take on how the transportation crisis could be solved, and it was being developed at the same time that Zeiss's driverless cars were being developed. But in the end, Zeiss's system went forward, and Brown's didn't. But I'll let him tell you what it was. I'm extremely passionate about this project, uh, or I was. Uh, you know, the transportation uh, system is extremely important to this city. It's possibly the most important thing to this city. Without public transportation, the city would crumble. I, I mean, look at how many people there are out there. If there's not a way for people to get from point A to point B, the city just wouldn't function. This is where the most powerful businesses in the world exist. And so there has to be an infrastructure in place to get people where they need to go. And uh, when we had the transportation crisis a, a while back, it was, it was scary. So how, how, in your opinion, did we get in such trouble? Well, I think we became dependent on aging systems that were uh, ingrained in the city. People were taking the subway, uh, and it just wasn't cutting it. You know, it's kind of a catch-22 because we can't overhaul the subway system because we're dependent on it. We can't change what's built because we need it to run and function uh, to get us where we need to go. Uh, so, in my opinion, something has to be done, and probably something drastic. Okay, just come over to the window for a second and look at the city. Look at the city. Okay. Look out there and imagine the perfect transportation system. Okay. There. What? You looked up. I you did. Know what, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, okay. Um, so say it. <laughs> uh, fl flying cars. Exactly. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no. No. That's what everyone's waiting for. When am I gonna get my flying car, right? <laughs> yeah. Never. <laughs> Never. It's not gonna happen, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> it, the notion is completely ridiculous. Why? Any, a single person, let alone an entire city, couldn't be trusted to, to pilot something like that. And the technology is just way too far off to even you know, begin to, to talk about. But, here's the thing. We have flying cars, and we've had them for decades. They just go by a different name. What? Submarines. 
What do you mean? Think about it for a second. Submarines are flying cars. They function exactly the same as a flying car does, but instead of air, they travel in the water. They go up, they go down, they go left, they go right. They go wherever they want, and there's no traffic. What are you, what are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that we flood the entire city? Are you, are you listening to me? Of course not. That's absurd. If you go deeper than the subway system, if you go past the water mains, there's basically unlimited space that we could be taking advantage of, and we're not. The, the idea of the submergence project is that right under the main underground infrastructure, um, maybe 50 feet or so, um, and, and that's not so as not to disturb the foundation we have in place, uh, we would actually create a cavern, a pretty large cavern, uh, and the idea of that cavern is that it would then connect to a river, which would fill it up, and we would have an underground sea. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yeah, okay, you look at me like I'm crazy, and that's how everyone looks at me. But what you people don't understand is that this came so close to actually happening. I had the votes basically in the bag. This is my entire life's work, and I was so close to getting it to happen. If it wasn't for Zeiss and Rides, it would have happened. I apologize, I, I really didn't mean anything by the it. The area, depending on the elevation, rests roughly 30 yards beneath any major tunnels or pipes. Reinforced steel would coat the tops and sides to prevent any risk of cave-ins or sinkholes. The area beneath New York City would become stronger, not weaker. A sphere of foundation, a fishbowl buried under the city. The idea is there would be a series of stations on land, scattered maybe every five blocks or so and they would serve as the entrance to docking pods. You would take a large elevator down to your designated docking station, enter your required floor, and the elevator would be programmed to take the maximum amount of people to the area they need in the most efficient way, so there wouldn't be a delay. It would be just like taking an elevator to your office in the middle of the Empire State Building. Okay, do you, do you think, pe okay, but do you think people might feel a little claustrophobic um, in submarines, underwater, underground claustrophobia is a symptom of the mind being in a situation that it's not used to being in the body can't understand its surroundings and it goes into a panic it assumes the worst as a defense mechanism but there's nothing dangerous about the environment we've proposed in the submergence project okay so up until now we've basically been building up and guess what after about two stories we fall and and die and so the idea of building down seems ridiculous but it's actually not let me ask you this what's scarier being underwater or a fear of heights. It's the same fear. One we've gotten used to, but the other seems impossible. Why? So why ultimately did the submergence project fail? It failed. It, it failed because of a lot of reasons. The city was at a breaking point. People were desperate. And the very idea of a drastic option was for the first time something we could look to. But I think at the end of the day, we're, we were just too comfortable. Too comfortable for anything this revolutionary. When Zeiss's driverless cars came in, it was like a huge sigh of relief. Oh, here, we can just keep doing what we're doing. It was like we woke up late to work and realized the clock was wrong and said, whew, and then just went to sleep again without setting the alarm. If you ask me, I think we've, we've gotten lazy. We don't really have to make sacrifices or work hard anymore or think big. The biggest thinkers in our histories, they thought big not because they had nothing better to do, but because they had to. There was a time in this country where we really built things, things nobody would have thought were possible, and we don't have to anymore.
And for one sliver of a second, the people in charge actually got a little fire under their asses and almost actually tried to make something new instead of just putting another band-aid over a broken system and going back to bed. Okay, so a second ago I was telling you about the project and you literally laughed at me. Why? Why did you laugh at me? I want you to be honest. I, I, guess, I guess it just sort of seemed like a far-fetched idea. It is. It is a far-fetched idea. That's the point. People reject far-fetched ideas. Imagine in 1900 when somebody suggested that we build trains that travel underground. It sounded pretty far-fetched. But the difference was that then we reached for things and we built things. We don't build things anymore. We just maintain things that died decades ago. And it's time we build something new. It just looks like I'm not going to be the one to do it, sadly. Uh, not yet, anyway. Not till we wake up. Doug Brown is currently continuing to get his submergence project off the ground, so to speak. There is no official record or documentation to suggest exactly how close we were to actually moving forward with the project. And City Hall states that the project was, quote, in a sea of a dozen other ideas. So we're back outside now, and Caroline has asked me to get the mic out, actually, and record something she wanted to say to me. Um, so go ahead, Caroline, what would you like to say? Sure, so we're heading back to the office now, mm-hmm. and I want you, when you come with me in this yellow cab, which you do every now and then to indulge me, uh-huh. I want you to be the one to talk to the cab driver, and I want you specifically to talk to him or her about why you prefer to take driverless cabs. Okay. All right, kind of turning the tables I'm on me. I'm turning the tables on you, my friend. I'm flagging this guy down. Okay, all right, let's do it. So we waited a while, uh, but we finally got a cab, and I talked to the driver like she suggested. He unfortunately declined to be recorded for an interview. Um, however, I talked to him about his life as a cab driver and actually learned some pretty interesting information. His name is Muhammad Saeed, and he told me that he's been a cab driver for 23 years, way before the introduction of the driverless cabs. And oddly enough, used to actually work for Rides Cabs before they became solely driverless cars. Rides Cabs was just a normal app-based cab service. And then, one day, after a hard day of work, Muhammad comes home and sees on the news of all places that CEO of Rides, Kyle Zeiss, his boss, has announced that within five years, he hopes that all Rides Cabs will be replaced 100% by Rides driverless cars. I mean, talk about alienating your workforce basically going onto the news to tell the whole world you aim to fire all the people working at your company. And after a few years, that's exactly what happened. More than 20,000 cab drivers lost their jobs in New York City alone in a span of seven years. Muhammad went on to buy his own yellow cab and has been struggling to make ends meet since then. The biggest problem, he says, is that competition with driverless cars is just unbeatable. Because you don't have to tip your driver, pay your driver, offer insurance, Rides driverless cars are significantly cheaper and, of course, much faster. Because Rides cabs essentially exist on the same network, they aren't competing with each other, and they can be more efficient in terms of dropping people off and being where they need to be to pick someone up. There's no driving around looking for fares. The system knows where they need to be. So the only people who really take his cabs, he says, are people like Caroline, and occasionally some special events. People like Muhammad came to this country looking for a place to fit in, and cabs were an important place for them to go. Now Muhammad and Thousand like him are looking for someplace else, but are struggling to find that place. I asked Muhammad if he weren't a cab driver, what would he be? He said he would love to be an ice cream driver, but doesn't think he would get the job. 
They would probably just replace him with a robot singing Do Your Ears Hang Low. I decided I needed the final piece of this story. I needed to get an interview with Kyle Zeiss, which was obviously no easy undertaking, but after exchanging emails for weeks and a few hours going through security, I was actually granted a visit with Zeiss at his headquarters in Zeiss Plaza. Mr. Zeiss. Ah, pleasure to meet you. Put it there. Thank you so much for I, meeting with me. That's quite a thing you got there. Uh, yeah, this is my, all my sound gear. All, uh, I'm gonna, I'm hopefully gonna be recording you today, if that's all right. Fantastic, absolutely. So yeah, do, do you mind wearing a, a microphone? Yeah, sure, I can wear a mic. Bef I, you know, before, before we do that, why don't you have a coffee? Do you like The Office? Uh, it's pretty great, right? Why don't you go yeah, here with it's... Abigail? She'll set you up. Abigail, get this guy a coffee. Like, do you like magazines? Uh, we actually have a full-time masseuse here. Abigail, talk to the masseuse. Get him in. Uh, uh, if great. you want something, please excuse me. I'll be right back. Sorry, I'll be right back. Okay. okay, thank you. And with that, Zeiss walked away. Abigail did not take me to the masseuse, sadly, but a lobby area where I waited for Kyle to come back. The building was beautiful and active. Finally, Kyle came back 50 minutes later. Oh, hey, there you are. Yeah. Uh, who, who'd you say you were with? Oh, I'm with a radio show called Our New City. Oh, radio! I love music! Uh, well, this is like a podcast. It's kind of like a reportive thing. It's um. Oh, podcast. Hey, hey you ever listen to, uh, God, what's that comedian's name? He's got the show, or it's a podcast. I don't really listen to it, but... Uh, um, hey, you hmm? know what? You'd be the perfect person to show my invent. I got an invention. Wait, really? Yes, I gotta show it to you. Come right here, right there, okay. right now. Okay. Come. Kyle swept me away as his people directed me to follow him. We went to a separate division deep into his building that seemed a lot more locked down than the main office we were in. All right, so we're about to release a press release about this. We aren't ready to show it up, but since you're not actually filming, yeah, I figured, why not? Give oh it a try. Oh my God. Yeah? Is that what I think it is? Ooh, do you think it's a hoverboard? Oh my God. <laughs> we're still working on the real life implementation of it, but as you can see right now, we can only have the hoverboard over specific nodes on the floor, but you can see with the current model over here, mm. we should be able to invert the field directly below it, essentially making a sort of bubble beneath it. Uh, uh, you want to give it a try? I can, I can, tr I can try this. Yeah. I can try this hoverboard. Yeah, sure. Give it a try. You won't hurt it. Uh, okay, I, I'd love to. Uh, Absolutely. Um, how do I? Put... Well, you basically, uh, you just want to press this button. Right here, and uh, having that having that gear on might make you a little uneven. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna put down the mixer here. Put the, yep. I'm just gonna put the recorder down. Perfect. For a second. Uh, check, check, check. All right, good. All right, <laughs> great. So this is the back. You know that because right here are the front lights, oh. and uh, the back nodes are right here for your feet. So you want to put your foot, your right foot, on this one. Okay. All right, great. Okay, now you just. Oh, oh, oh it's okay, moving. wait. Uh, it, it goes where you where it where Whoa. you where I think it. Where, where, so exactly. I think if, I, you, if you think you're going backwards, it will go backwards. Okay, so I want but there's, to, there's only one foot on it, which means cool. the rotation. Okay. Right. So, so now, all right. Now you're gonna quickly, you're gonna quickly put the your left foot. There you go. Perfect. Whoa. I I'm so sorry. Is it okay? Yeah, I told you you can't hurt it. Um, uh, did, but did I? You didn't. All right. We don't need to listen to any more of that. But after thoroughly embarrassing myself and being whisked away. I finally got Kyle to sit still long enough for my interview. Bye. Good meeting. Um, good meeting. Great. 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 Awesome. Super. 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 Okay. 
Ride's driverless cabs are state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line vehicles, completely self-sufficient. They have 72 complicated sensors that surround the vehicle and can sense motion and speed. Essentially, they are seeing every square inch around the car and processing the information that enters the designated fields at lightning speed. It would be like if a human were driving a car in super slow motion and all the cars work on the same network, so they react together. They're talking, they're communicating. So, let me, let me ask you, what causes most traffic jams? Do you, do you know what causes them? No, no. Okay, well, you ever drive down the highway and you're stuck in traffic and you sit there for about an hour and a half wondering what's going on, then suddenly the traffic picks up and there's no accident or anything and you wonder, what was the problem? Traffic occurs because human cars are extremely chaotic. If you were to study the motion of cars driving, it's like a line of people all pulling on one rope at different times, getting snagged back and forth and back and forth. You drive forward, the car ahead of you hits the brakes, and then you hit the brakes, and the car behind you hits the brakes, and then you stop and you move slowly. The car behind you waits, and then you move, and then it's, it's just chaotic, which is why the hour-long traffic jam you were stuck in probably wasn't because of an accident at all but more so the cars stopping to look at the accident, causing a chain reaction to occur of braking and starting and braking and starting that reacts into a wave that gets bigger and bigger. So driverless cars have no reaction delay. They move together. When something gets in front of the car sensor, it stops. But not only does it stop, the car behind it stops. And when it starts again, the car behind it starts with it. It's like a choo-choo train. At the end of each ride's charge cycle, it just automatically returns to the nearest cycle station for maintenance, cleaning, and recharging. So that's how we have been able to achieve such success and give a superior and faster ride to get you where you need to go. Did you always think you wanted rides cabs to move into a driverless car service? You know, I'm all about the next big thing. I'm a mover, like our cabs. I'm always looking for the next big thing to move us forward. At the time, it was app-based cab services, the next driverless cars. Maybe soon it'll be hover technology. I don't know. The point is, I'm the guy who moves forward, no matter what. And that's what Rides is all about, moving forward. Do you think that, do you think that because of the technology involved with Rides cabs, maybe we've lost something in the process of taking cabs now? Like, like what? Do you take Rides cabs? Yeah. Do you enjoy the product? Yeah, yeah, I do. Do you feel like you're losing anything? I don't know. Well, I'm confused why you would ask that. Then it seems pretty obvious to me. Rides are faster, cleaner, cheaper, and because they're electric, better for the environment and better for this city. So no, I can't see anything you could be losing other than time sitting in traffic, spending money and I don't know, smog. <laughs> and 20,000 jobs. Yeah, all right. I don't know about your time, but my time is very valuable and it seems like you've already wasted some of mine. You want to know how I can fire 20,000 of my employees? Do I feel bad about it? Sure. Okay. I'm not in the business of firing cab drivers, but I'm also not in the business of paying employees I don't need. And dwelling on the past to a reporter who's stuck in one place does nothing for me. Well, I think, I, I think it's, for some people, it's not about the past, it's more about the present. You know, I talked to one of your past employees, uh, Muhammad Saeed, and uh, he was a cab driver for you, and he feels, mm -hmm. he feels very abandoned by this company, just like thousands of other Rides employees. So what I'm ultimately asking is, is how does Rides ultimately hold themselves accountable for the, the way that things have changed and the direction we plan on taking cab services? Okay. You see, this driverless car thing is happening. If I didn't do it, somebody else would. But they didn't. I did. I did because that's the way we are moving, and that's who I am. I move. 
And 100 years from now, I'm not going to be remembered as the man who fired Mohammed Saeed. I'm going to be remembered as the man who revolutionized the transportation system, not only for this city, but for the world. Just like all great men who are remembered, not for the costs, but for the gains. Because if you think you can have gains without costs, you're dumber than you look. So, all right, uh, we're done. Thanks so much for coming by. Yeah, here's your mic. Abigail will see you out. All right, all righty. Oh, good luck on that handshake. Keep it up, okay? Hey, Abby. Make sure that this Max guy gets out of here. Thank you. You know, as I, as I left the building, I suddenly felt very conflicted. After everything I had learned, I found myself unsure of how to return to the office. After a few minutes, I decided to just walk. This is our new city. I'm Max Cook. episode and other episodes like it, visit ournewcitypodcast.com.